Amen to God. And then take your Bibles, if you would, and turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 14, verse 25 through verse 28. 1 Kings chapter 14 and verse 25 through verse 28. Praise God. And it came to pass in the fifth year of King Rehoboam that Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem. And he took away the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house. He even took away all, and he took away all the shields of gold which Solomon had made. And King Rehoboam made in their stead brazen shields and committed them unto the hands of the chief of the guard which kept the door of the king's house. And it was so when the king went into the house of the Lord that the guard bare them and brought them back into the guard chamber. For clarification, I want to read that last verse in the NIV, the New International Version, and it reads like this. Whenever the king went to the Lord's temple, the guards bore the shields, and afterward they returned them to the guard room. Would you pray with me and let's ask God's help today. Father, we thank you for the blessing of God. We ask that you would speak into our hearts today that we may receive of your word that would change our lives and give us direction. We ask in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. You may be seated. Amen. It's in the aftermath of the passing the death of Solomon. King Solomon was a man of uh, great wisdom. He was a man that the world at that time acclimated or they came to him. They were drawn to him to inquire of his wisdom. And uh, the queen of Sheba came and she said, the half has not been told. She said, this is more than what I even heard. I cannot imagine uh, what I have seen here. I am so amazed by what I see and all your wealth and the servants and the beauty of it all. He had quite a reputation. And then when the day came that he passed on, that kingship passed to his son Rehoboam. Rehoboam did not have the wisdom that his father had, and it was shown from the very beginning. Now, even while Solomon was alive, there was a young man by the name of Jeroboam. Jeroboam had shown leadership capabilities about him, and and uh, uh, Solomon, it seems, even tried to draw him in to uh, have some control of uh, his uh, 
uh, his attributes, his abilities that was showing great uh, even concern to Solomon. And, uh, uh, but we do know that uh, Jeroboam eventually he fled and he goes down to Egypt. And uh, there he is uh, given asylum for a while and protection by Shishak the king. And so uh, we, we know that uh, Rehoboam uh, uh, in some of his unwise decisions uh, uh, began to even cause there to be greater taxation upon the people of Israel. And uh, uh, they approached after Solomon's death. They said, could you relieve us? Your father was very, uh, you know, burdensome to us um, in, uh, in causing us to b- bring tribute. And we would like to have some relief of that. And he's okay, give me a few days here and, and I'll make a decision. And he goes and he asks the old men that was with his fathers, what shall I do? They said, it's a very wise thing. Why don't you relieve them of this? And he turned to those, the Bible says, that he grew up with, those that were his age. And they said, oh, no. said, don't listen to that. Uh, make it harder on them and, and uh, get more out of them. And so he chose to do that. And uh, uh, Jeroboam back in Egypt heard that Solomon is dead and he returns. And it wasn't long before those uh, decided that they wanted Jeroboam to be their king. It caused a divided kingdom. And there were ten tribes that went to Jeroboam. That was called Israel. And there were two tribes, that, including Jerusalem, where the palace was and where Solomon had dwelled and where the Lord had wanted to put his name. And uh, he did so. And uh, it was there that uh, that Rehoboam is the king. So now there's a divided kingdom. You've got Rehoboam as the king of two, that's called Judah. And you've got the other 10 tribes and that's Jeroboam. And he is the king of Israel as it was called. And uh, uh, so they, they both begin to uh, digress and they begin to not follow the Lord as it was um, uh, in history uh, uh, for uh, Saul and David especially and Solomon and now uh, as a matter of fact uh, Jeroboam began to do some very terrible things and began to set up other gods and he tried to uh, make it appear just like it was before but it wasn't the real thing and and uh, he he would even have dates uh, uh, set on the calendar for feast or for things that was very close to what they had before uh, probably trying to bring some sense of of uh, stability and trying to hold on to them he says I can't let them go back there they'll they'll turn to Rehoboam to be the king and he he wanted to establish himself as king. Uh, Shishak appears in the picture. The Bible says in the fifth year that Rehoboam served that the king of she, uh, of Egypt, Shishak, came up against Jerusalem. Uh, I find it interesting that Shishak would do this. He's the one that had given asylum to 
Jeroboam and he probably heard about the wealth and he heard about the riches and he heard about the gold and he heard about those things. And he thought, man, I'm going to go and this is an easy take for me. And so he goes up. The Bible lets us know that there was great numbers of, of uh, uh, chariots and horses and great numbers of men. And he came up in, in uh, an enormous army and he came upon this place and, and the Bible. Bible says, uh, I read to you from 1 Kings 14 and verse 26, he took away the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house. He even took all away and he took away all the shields of gold which Solomon had made. Now the Bible tells us in 1 Kings chapter 10 and verse 16 and 17. It says that King Solomon, talking about these shields, it says King Solomon made 200 targets of beaten gold, 600 shekels. That is about 15 pounds of gold to one target. Now that's a lot of gold. You say that this was 200 shields that weighed about 15 pounds of gold gold in each one. Now you figure it up. That's a lot of gold. And the Bible, Solomon was a very wealthy man. Gold just was everywhere. And so he did this and, and it went into one target, but that wasn't all. Verse 17 says, and he made 300 shields of beaten gold. And, uh, that was about three pounds, three pound of gold to one shield. Uh, when you read, uh, in the study of and determining uh, uh, about how big these were. It's a little unsure, but we know at least three pounds of gold in each of those smaller shields. Uh, I, I read to you from, the, again, the NIV in First Kings ten sixteen and 17. It says, King Solomon made 200 large shields of hammered gold. 600 shekels of gold went into each shield. First Verse 17, he also made 300 small shields of hammered gold with three minas of gold in each shield. The king put them in the palace of the forest of Lebanon. What a beautiful picture is painted when you read the words that the writer penned about what Solomon did. The, the, the ability to walk into this place and not just see one gold shield, but to see two 200, 200 large ones, and then you find 300 smaller ones. And these shields were there just for the taking of Shishak. He goes in, he looks at this loot to him, and he begins to take it down. It was in the aftermath of this uh, this raid for nothing more. It was in the aftermath of that that Rehoboam looks. The first thing that catches his attention is uh, we're missing the shields. The gold is gone. What can I do? 
I want it to appear as it was the way my father gave it to me. And so the Bible tells me that in verse 28 of 1 Kings 14, in verse 27 rather, and King Rehoboam made in their stead brazen shields. These are shields of brass and committed them into the hands of the chief of the guard which kept the door of the king's house. It was shields of brass. They looked like gold. They looked like anything else that had been hung there. But to the real person, the one that really knew, he would say, isn't that beautiful? To the uncommon trained eye that would walk in and he would look and they'd say, this, is, this appears to be the same thing we had before. Nothing has happened. We're safe. But Rehoboam knew, uh, the, the, the craftsman that made them knew, uh, it isn't real, it just looks real, it appears real, but it's not the real thing. I'm preaching to you this morning that there is a danger of having something that is not real. Amen. It appears and it may look, but it isn't the real thing. God wants you to have the real thing in your life. Amen. And we must settle for nothing to to duplicate it. We must settle for nothing that is just in appearance what it may be. The Bible lets us know uh, that uh, uh, Jacob and Esau, the twins, uh, uh, twin brothers, uh, uh, the Bible says that Esau, the firstborn, it was his right to have the birthright, which would come from his father. Uh, 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 you know, his father was to give that blessing. And so uh, uh, the Bible lets us know that uh, the, the day came when when uh, uh, his father uh, was going to say, I, I, I'm ready for this. Uh, amen. Isaac, uh, what are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to give the blessing. So Esau, go. Uh, go, Esau. Prepare the meal uh, and come and I'm going to give you the blessing. He knew his life was short, uh, but it was Jacob, his mother, Rebecca, began to try to help him to take the blessing. I can't do this. I don't look like him. I don't dress like him. I appear so different. My voice isn't even the same. I can't do this. Yes, you can because your daddy is blind and I'm going to get it to where you will deceive him. And so she goes and she gets the, uh, the, something to put, uh, an animal skin, of uh, a goat skin, uh, uh, fur, uh, if you would, uh, uh, to put on his arms and the nap of his neck because his brother was hairy and he wasn't. Uh, he said, I'll make it like that. Uh, but my clothes uh, even smell different. Put on his clothes and he will smell like the field. I'll prepare the meal to taste just like your father likes it. And so he goes in. Father, I'm here. 
The voice did not sound the same. The words were what he wanted to hear, but it wasn't the same voice. But if you'll come close to me, let me feel you. He smelled the clothes. He felt the arms. And the old man must have thought, I'm losing my mind. Surely I'm about to die. And so I'm going to give the blessing because he thought it's the voice of Jacob, but everything is Esau because of what I feel. He didn't realize he was feeling a counterfeit. He didn't realize he was feeling something that wasn't the real thing. If he'd only trusted his first instinct, this don't sound right. There's something that's being said in this voice that I don't hear right. And he should have said, you get out of here. You're a counterfeit and I want nothing to do with this. But instead he said, bring me the meal. And he ate the meal and he gave the blessing. And no sooner than Jacob stepped out, Esau stepped and said, Father, I'm here. And the old man realized, I have been deceived. I'm telling you, the world is being deceived in so many places today. They tell you that it's all right. You don't have to do the things that you've heard all this time. We'll make it appear will make it be whatever it is. We're in a process, my friend, of a degeneration over the last hundred years or more. When you read the history books, you read about churches that used to have a move of God. They used to have a touch of the Holy Ghost. They used to have something that would transform lives. But today, if there was someone like Sister Kim that got up and took a lap around their church, they'd say, you sit down. We don't do that in this church but I'm telling you we do it in this church because we believe in the real thing we believe that when your life is changed there's something that comes to you amen when uh, when you've got the real thing, my friend, uh, it's going to change your life. It's genuine. You don't have to settle for a counterfeit. Uh, you don't have to have anything else. Amen. Uh, when a church is reduced uh, to having choreographed uh, dancing. Hear me now. I said when the church is reduced to where we have to have dance classes to know who's going to do what and what step you're going to be. and We're all going to be in the same kind of step. I've got news for you. That's not the kind of church I grew up in. And I don't plan on pastoring that kind of church. I believe when the Holy Ghost moves, there's something that comes upon you. When a church gets to a place where you have to have a class to learn how to speak in tongues, let me tell you, it's not the Holy Ghost. It's not the way you do it. The Bible says as the Spirit gives the utterance. That's why even children can receive the Holy Ghost and speak with other tongues. And a doubt when you get the Holy Ghost. It's not something somebody has taught you. It's something that the Spirit speaks through you. Can you say amen? The antics of Hollywood 
A director, a skilled actor can never do more than give you brass appearance of the real thing. But when you leave, you haven't got anything that's changed you. You haven't got anything that's transformed you. You go back to your same old ways. But when you get the real thing, oh, when you get the real deal, when you get the real genuine Holy Ghost, it'll change your life. It'll make you, oh, somebody help me. It'll get your mind off your boyfriend, your girlfriend, while you're in church, it'll get your mind off of everything that you're going to do later. You're going to say, I've come to praise God and to worship him, and I'm going to lift him up. The Bible speaks of the last days of having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such Turn away. Hallelujah. Solomon's son settled for a substitute. Amen. Solomon's son settled for a substitute. And the Bible tells us, I want to read from Second Chronicles. I'm going to go to Second Chronicles. And uh, I want to read further here. This, uh, let me read about this. It says in Second Chronicles 12 and verse 7. Second Chronicles chapter 12, verse 7 through verse 10. And when the Lord saw that they humbled themselves, the word of the Lord came to Shemaiah saying, They have humbled themselves, therefore I will not destroy them. But I will grant them, listen to this, some deliverance. And my wrath shall not be poured out upon Jerusalem by the hand of Shishak. I'm not going to let Jerusalem be destroyed. They're going to lose some things. Nevertheless, they shall be his servants that they may know my service and the service of the kingdoms of the countries. Are you following me? Hold on just a minute. I'll come back to this verse. Read this one again, verse 8. Nevertheless, they shall be his servants, that they may know my service and the service of the kingdoms of the countries. So what happened? The next verse So Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem and took away the treasures of the house of the Lord. See, we're talking about the same thing. Took away the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house. He took all. He carried away also the shields of gold which Solomon had made instead of which King Rehoboam made shields of brass and committed them to the hands of the chief of the guard that kept the entrance of the king's house. Now, I've endeavored, I went to, I read to you first of all from 1 Kings, but now I have read to you from 2 Chronicles and is reading about the same thing, but it expounds. It expands a little more understanding as to what took place. The Lord is saying, you know, you all been, the reason Shishak could come is because you let down serving me. And I'm going to teach you a lesson. That's what he's saying. I'm going to teach you a lesson. I'm I'm not going to let my wrath get carried away and just destroy you. 
But I'm going to teach you something. And I'm going to show you something. You're going to lose some of the great valuable things. Oh, that's one of the first things that people want to do when they begin to lose out with God. They want to show everybody, hey, look at me. I'm just as happy as I was when I was in church. And actually, they're struggling. They're putting on a smile and a front, and don't you be deceived by it. Come on now. I'd rather have a bad day serving the Lord than a good day serving the devil. And so this, this is why we've had a bad time, man. Shishak came. But oh, 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 look, look at this. Look at this. Do you see any difference? No. It's because you don't know what to look for. And the Lord said, now, I'm not going to let him destroy you. I could let him destroy you. We can tear this all down, but I'm not going to do that. But here's what I'm going to do. He said, nevertheless, they shall be his servants, that they may know my service and the service of the kingdoms of the countries. Now, let's expand on this. I'm going to read the Amplified. I'm going to read a couple other versions here. And the Amplified. The Amplified reads in, in, in 2 Chronicles 12 and 8, just uh, if you would put that up there, and I'm just going to read the Amplified with it. But in 2 Chronicles 12 and verse 8, the Amplified, Nevertheless, they will become his slaves so that they may know the difference between my service and the service of the kingdoms of the countries. Now, I'm going to read the NIV. I think it will help you again. They will, however, become subject to him so that they may learn the difference between serving me and serving the kings of other lands. Woo! The Lord's saying, you've got it made in the shade and you don't even know how to recognize it. I've been blessing you and you've been looking and saying, oh, I'd like to have this and I'd like to have that. I've got news for you. If you had what you're seeking and what... If you had those things that you're wanting and your eyes are looking at... I'm telling you, you'd lose everything. And that's what happens. People lose their family. They lose their job. They lose their health. They lose those things. But when you're in the house of God, I'm not saying that God promised you riches, but I'm telling you, when I've got the Lord, I've got everything I need in Him. My God, I feel like preaching. I'm preaching to somebody this morning. Get your eyes off the world. Get your eyes off of that living. Get your eyes off that style of life. Because that will only harm you and hurt you. Somebody said it'll take you farther than you ever wanted to go. It'll keep you longer than you ever wanted to keep. It'll cost you more than you ever wanted to pay. That's what the world will do to you. That's what sin will do to you. My God, somebody help me this morning. I feel like the Lord is trying to say, wake up because the counterfeit is no good. My Lord, my Lord. Feel his presence. 
Would you just lift your hands and love the Lord with me? Hallelujah. 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 Woo. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. First Kings 14 and 28. <clears throat> well, I'll read 27 and 28. King Rehoboam made in their stead brazen shields and committed them into the hands of the guard, which kept the door of the king's house, and it was so. When the king went into the house of the Lord, that the guard bare them and brought them back into the guard chamber. Uh-huh. He bare them and brought them back into the guard chamber. That NIV in verse 28 says, Whenever the king went to the Lord's temple, the guards bore the shields, and afterward they returned them to the guard room. He says, I want it to be just like it was before. I want it to look the same. I want it like it was. Praise God. But all those who remember will know. The Bible says that when the walls of Jerusalem was rebuilt, that they came and it was the old timers that looked and wept. Tears flowed down their face. Oh, my friend, I'm telling you, if you've ever tasted, if you've ever tasted it, you, nothing else is going to satisfy. You'll look and say, I know what you did, but it's not the same. I know what you did, but it's not like it was originally. Give me the original. I want the same. Hey, man, I want the same. They said that Coca-Cola, some of you all remember this, Coca-Cola came out with a new Coke. They said, we're going to improve the formula. We're going to do that. And, and the sales went like this. Y'all remember that? The sales went down and they panicked and they said, forget it. Uh, they phased it out. They said, we brought, and then it was the original Coke. Uh, now they just got Coke, you know. They don't have to say original anymore. What happened was people tasted the new stuff and they said, uh-uh. Give me the old stuff. I want the original. I'm going to stop drinking it. I won't go back to it. Is somebody with me this morning? I'm telling you, give me a church that's got the original Holy Ghost. Give me a church that's got the original way of worship. Woo, hallelujah. Give me a church that's got the original power, the original name, the original baptism, the original way of life. I want the original beginning. Give it to me again. Nothing else. Everybody wants to have a new and improved version. Don't do that with my church. I don't want a new and improved version. I want the same thing. Hallelujah. I want the Holy Ghost that Jesus is giving away. Amen. I'm going to close. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. One more time, lift your hands to the Lord. Let's love him. Jesus, I love you. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Amen to God. Amen to God. He says, I'm going to show you the difference. I'm going to just let you taste what it is to serve another king I'm going to let you taste just a little bit what it's like to be in servitude to what you thought you wanted to be like it's no fun is it 
When you get done, you're going to come back to him. Can I share with you something I feel in my Holy Ghost spirit right now? I feel like there's some who have left. And they're tasting right now the servitude of what they went to. And it's not what they was expecting it to be. Have you ever ordered something on the menu that looks so good in the picture? And you taste it and you said, "Uh uh-uh. Nothing like what I thought it was going to be. I'll never do this again. Oh, yeah. And that's what a lot of prodigals are experiencing right now. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. They're right now experiencing something. They're saying, it's not like it used to be. What I thought it was going to be. And I want to come back home. My God, I feel like the Holy Ghost is speaking right now. I believe there's a people that's getting ready to come back home. I feel that in my spirit. There's a people that's getting ready to come back home because they have tasted the servitude of the world. They thought it would be different. And the Lord says, what you thought is wrong. And I'm going to teach that to you. That's why, hear me now. Hear me now. God bless you who've been faithful. Continue to be faithful. And I'm not encouraging in the least. Don't you read into this what I'm not saying. I'm not encouraging in the least you to go taste the world. But I'm telling you, when the prodigal son came back, he was a better boy than his elder brother who never left. Did you hear what I just said? When the prodigal son came home, he was a better boy than the elder brother who never left. His elder brother had an attitude. And his brother's probably thinking, why don't you shut up? I know what it's like. This is a good place, and I love my daddy. And I love what I have here. And I would be glad to sit on a servant's table. But the only reason I'm sitting here is because my father has said, come. He gave me the ring. He gave me the robe. He gave me the sandals. And he planned the party for me. So I'm not leaving because of you. So just get used to me being around here. I've tasted the world and I'm not going back. I've been in the pig pen and I'm not going back. I'm going to keep serving the Lord. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Let's all stand together. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, let's worship him again. I feel his presence. I'll respond to the Holy Ghost right now. I feel his presence. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. There's always going to be those around that says, Hey, why don't we be a little bit more like the world? But there's going to be some that says, Don't you dare because I've been there. I know what the servitude of the world is and you don't want that. You don't want that. That's why the word says, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing. 
and I will receive you. I'll be a father unto you. Hallelujah. That's what he's saying. Because he's calling you, don't be in servitude to that. Don't settle for a substitute. You can't serve the world and come and expect counterfeit to satisfy you at church. It's not the same. I tell you, and I feel like a word of prophecy, but there's people that are sitting in churches today and their mind is not on what's going on. They're thinking, I've got to get out of here. I got to go where the real thing is. Ah, and when they return, they've got to come to a place where they recognize what it always was. When they walk in, they'll know, hey, wait just a minute. That's not gold. That's brass. It looks like it, but it's not the real thing. Because they know what gold looks like. And I want the real thing. My God, I want the real thing. I wonder this morning if you'd just make your way to the front. I feel like we all ought to. And join ourselves together here in the front as we pray together. Hallelujah. And let's pray the prayer that says, God, I want nothing but the real thing in my life. I want the real thing. I want the genuine. No counterfeit. I don't want deception to be at work in my life. I don't want that. I want the real thing.